Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And a happy Easter weekend to all. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of April 16th and 17th. Man, all hell is breaking loose on the fishing fronts, fresh and salt water. Gnarly weather aside, pick your times, pick your places, pick your species. Hey, big, uh, I think the state or the region's biggest uh, white perch tournament's coming up next Saturday. It's the Landisville Gun Club. Let's see, it's going to be Saturday, April 23rd, 6 a.m. start time, anywhere in New Jersey. Wayne is at 2 p.m. sharp at the Landisville Gun Club, 4th and Cape May Avenue, of an Estelle Manor. Okay, a little steep on the entry fee, but if you see the prize and you see the cookouts, Mary, Mother of God, it's amazing. Adult angler, 40. Youngsters, 10 or under, 15. Active military or disabled veteran, 20. Fish fry, clams, and refreshments. All that good stuff after. I think, uh, shout out to Dave Lorenzini! Community insurance, man. He's my insurance guy. He's one of the big guns at this, uh, at this tournament. I think they said Tommy P. Last year, I think we had over 300 participants. First prize, $1,000. Second is $500. Third is two fifty. You're gonna have to uh, you register at the uh, captain's meeting on Friday, April twenty second. For more information, go to njwhiteperch.com. Hey, the hatchery trucks are rolling in South Jersey this coming week, April eighteenth to twenty second. On Monday, the Tom's River is gonna get hit, not the TCA, just the Tom's River itself. Remember, on the Tom's, you can't fish until five p.m. On that Monday. Now on Tuesday, April 19th, Greenwich Lake is going to get hit with 290, Grenlock Lake 240, Iona Lake 260, same with Oak Pond, Shadler Sandwash is going to get 240, and Swedesboro Lake 320. Birch Grove Park gets hit Wednesday with 240. Heritage or Pemberton Lake rather, 330. That's a tough lake to fish, man. We've been all over that place. It's due marginal, marginal there, but the trout are there. And Heritage Park Pond right there behind the Epsica Municipal Building is going to get dosed with 260. And Thursday, April 21st, Tuckahoe Lake, 360. Mary Elmer Lake up there just above Sunset Lake and Bridge in 320. Ponder Lodge Pond, my fave. South Jersey Troutwater, 320. Shaw's Mill, 310. And South Violin Park Lake, 290. We have a really jammed show coming up. We're going to be talking turkey with Jimmy Sloan, Game Bird Project Leader, State of New Jersey. Also, Lou Gambale is going to be uh, weighing in. He's going to be running a turkey hunting seminar virtual Monday, the 18th at 7 p.m. Go to njfishandwildlife.com. Check that out. Karen Burns online with the Governor's Surf Tournament. And we have... Surprise guest, Gamakatsu. Yeah, the hook company, premium hook company, is in the bait biz. I tried some of their artificial legs. Let me tell you something. This stuff kicks ass. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel. We'll be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, you're back inside, Rack and Fin Ray with me, Tom P. Weekend of April 16th and 17th. Again, happy Easter to all. Hey, just a reminder, next Saturday, April 23rd, is the Youth Turkey Hunting Day. And the Monday after that, the turkey season statewide gets underway. Here's the dealio, period A, Monday, April 25th till Friday the 29th, period B, May 2nd to 6th. These are all Monday to Fridays, people. Period C, May 9th to 13th, period D, May 16th to 20th, and May 23rd to the 27th period e is the saturdays april 30th may 7th 14th and 21st now normal hunting hours 
are half hour before sunrise to noon, except in period D, it's going to be half hour before sunrise to sunset. And that last Saturday in period E, the 21st, it's going to be the same half hour before sunrise to sunset. Now, what is a turkey prospectus? Join us on the line right now is Jimmy Sloan. He is the Game Bird Project Leader in the Jersey Division of Fish and Wildlife. I guess I can still say that for now. Jimmy, how's it going, man? Thanks for joining us on Rack of Fan Radio. Long time no talk to, bro. Good morning, Tom P. And guests, thanks for having me. Always, always. Last time we had Jimmy Sona, he gave a great prospectus for the fall turkey season. Jimmy, I'm you know a little a little worried about uh, this spring again. Weather, we've got some other situations involved. But I'm looking at last year's spring gobbler harvest: two thousand three hundred and twenty-seven birds for 2021, and that just seems to follow a you know. A downward downward decline. The year before was twenty eight fifty. The year before that twenty seven thirty nine. The year before that twenty eight sixty four. I mean, what's going on with the turkey population? Weather induced. What's what's happening? These numbers are down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at our two thousand twenty poults per hen, it was two point three three poults per hen. I mean, the number one thing for ground nesting game birds is recruitment. Um. And we look at a five-year trend when we go to our harvest. Uh, 2020 might have been a COVID bump year. A lot of people were sitting home. They really wanted to get out. Um, right. 2021, a lot of people were back to work. Uh, we go, had yeah. uh, about 30% of permit buyers. It was their first time ever turkey hunting in 2021. Wow. Um, I know I know from a fact that, you know, the first time I went turkey hunting, I was unsuccessful. And I'm not sure if that had something to do with it or if the populations are down. You're lucky, man. The first time out, I was 0 for 6. <laughs> Maybe 0 for 7. <laughs> well, Jimmy, what's the, what's yeah, the, what, what, close yeah, what's the approximate statewide flock population? Uh, we're, we're hovering right around 20,000 birds. And that's been pretty steady. I mean, can they expand besides the suburbs? Is there any more room for expansion? I mean, we have a lot of public turkey hunting land. Got huge, huge swaths all over the state, you know, the 18 uh, turkey hunting areas, whatever that we have. So, can the, can the flock get even bigger? Is that about it? Yeah. So um, in the early 2000s, I mean, our flocks pretty much reached carrying capacity across the state. All mm-hmm. um, suitable habitat was occupied. Um, we are seeing a little decline in certain areas. Um, there's a lot of things going on and some research plans that are uh, coming to fruition uh, next winter. I'm pretty excited about that. I can't talk about it yet, but uh, I can't wait to let you guys know about it. Fair enough. Well, Jim, let's 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 get to the nuts and bolts here. Uh, coyote predation, you know, raccoon predation on nests, uh, commercial and, and residential development. Are those the two big strikes, three big strikes, I should say, against the turkey population as it stands? Yeah, yeah, you put, put the nail on the head. I mean, um, but besides habitat management, which needs to continue, I mean, we really need brooder and habitat out there. Um, but j- just as far as coyotes, uh, as of today, 506 coyotes were harvested. Wow. Um, 136 of them, okay, were taken with muzzleloader, muzzleloaders, rifles, mm-hmm. or shotguns. So do you know where the rest of them came from, Tom? No. Trappers. Trappers have there approximately 305 right now. So wow. if, if okay. I'm a turkey hunter and I'm not trapping, I'm definitely going to be shaking the hand of a trapper and thanking them the next time I meet them. Yeah, you mean, the, the framework... The, fr- the framework is laid out through our game code for us to harvest these meso predators, mm-hmm. and I just see that opportunity not being taken advantage of. 
Jim, let's get to the weather factor in brood uh, production and successful brood, you know, production to, to poult size and adult size. Rainy springs, chilly weather, bad, huh? Awful, horrible. I mean, a, a brood can be taken out with a real heavy rain morning, mm-hmm. um, and it happens time and time again. Um, the good, the good thing that I want to bring up to the um, your constituents is this year. We're going to be going live uh, with an online version of our turkey brood survey. Um, in past years, we've had forms where Division of Fish and Wildlife employees and also our NWTF volunteers, they fill out a survey for us. But this year, we're going to go electric, electronic. It's going to be online. Anybody can do it. Um, last year, our That's turkey cool. brood survey, we had 159 observations. We uh, need approximately 300 to be... For the sample size to be significant, um, I'll tell you, Jimmy. Brood, I, I, I see broods in the damnedest place getting off exit thirty there in the Summers Point. It seems like every year, every other year, there's a hen there with three or four or five chicks running around. You know what I'm talking about? Southbound on the Parkway, right? Yeah, right yep. there. There she is yep. every year. So again, this this all goes to uh, successful management plans for the future. Correct? Yes. Yep. Yep, and it, it also leads to a population model, so we can have an accurate population That's model what I mean, for the yeah. state. Okay, joining us on the line is Jim Sloan. He is the Game Bird Project Leader, Division of Fish and Wildlife. Well, Jim, for the turkey hunting prospectus as you see it, a lot of jakes last year. I, I saw a bunch in the two or three different areas. You know, I was hunting and just hiking, observing. What's it look like for this year? So uh, last year's uh, pulse per hen average was three point seven eight. Uh, that, mean, that means there's going to be a ton of jakes out there in the woods this mm-hmm. year. Um, we had a great hard mass year in the winter of 2021. Right. Uh, you could tell that through our deer harvest late in the year. Um, and the low mortality was reported statewide. I'm really excited for this turkey Ooh. season to see a bump in harvest. Yeah, God, man, that just that just snapped me to uh, try attention mode on that one. Yeah, Jim, because I said some early observations I've had since, I guess, maybe the first, second week in March – Seeing turkeys here, seeing turkeys here, out along 539, down along 55. I'm seeing them all over South Jersey. Haven't been up North Jersey yet. You know me, I'm very fortunate. I get to travel the state a lot. And uh, it does look pretty good from the numbers I'm seeing. But then those are pretty much isolated instances. But your indicators are that it should be a good season? This year, we're going to have one heck of a spring gobbler harvest. That's my prediction. Jim, the South... The southern tier counties, the, the, the south part of the southern part of the state, uh, turkey hunting areas 20, you know, 21, 22, whatever. We have some great hunting down there. The north, that was a traditional spot where it all, where it all started back and was at 80 or 81 when Bob Byrne, you know, released the, the turkeys in the, in the first, tra- in the, um, you know, trap and transfer project to reestablish the population. Is the north declining or the numbers coming up, staying steady or what? Because the south still rules. Yeah, the the south is our honey hole for our harvest. Um, the north zones, the harvest has been declining for the past fifteen years. Um, now, could that go be linked back to your predators and habitat management? I'm going to have to say probably. Um, but like I said, we do have research projects. They're coming up. Uh, the north is included. I can't wait to see what some mm-hmm. of the information we get from that is. Well, Jimmy, some areas up in the north that that I've noticed, I tell you, it breaks my heart. I, I'm I'm I'm, you know, I'm an old, old guy. I've been around. And uh, the 23 corridor going north and the Route 206 corridor going north, especially when you get into uh, Sussex County. Jimmy, there are 
developments there, huge, huge malls, huge shopping centers, huge car dealerships. A lot of land is it just seems gotten swallowed up by the year. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's all uh, impacting the turkeys up there. Is yeah. live. Well, Jim, I'm going to put you on the spot, Sloan. I'm going to put you on the spot. You're, uh, uh-uh. you're, oh, you're just, yeah, Jimmy, I, I had a sandbag, man. I don't get to talk to you that often. You're always in the field. <laughs> so if you had to pick, Jimmy, five South Jersey turkey hunting areas, management areas, or, you know, or, or state forest, what would your pick be? Best shot at success. Say turkey hunting area, say 2021, 20, 22. What do you got? Go. Um, I'm going to have to lead it off with zone turkey hunting area 14. 14. I mean, there you go. Okay. I don't know if you like to call. I don't know if you like to call the Pine Barrens South Jersey or not, but I mean, nothing's better than hearing a gobbler up in a pitch pine at O Dark Thirty. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite uh, turkey hunting areas to hunt. Um, then I'd have to go down to Twenty One. I mean, uh, New Jersey Fish and Wildlife is partnering with NWTF, and they're doing a women's turkey hunt over at Landis Swords Authority. I got to give them a shout out. Oh yeah. Um, just for the habitat management they've done on that property, that might be the cream of the crop property, the turkey hunt, and they allow public turkey hunting. Whoa! So say it, whoa! Just, say that one just, more time. Land is storage authority in Zone Twenty One allows public turkey hunting. Oh man! Hey, are there still? Hey, there's still permits, unclaimed permits available, are there not? I gotta, I gotta get in on that one. Oh man! Twenty one, twenty one. I do think there's a couple C. Period season available. That'll work for me. I'm semi-retired. <laughs> um, another couple ones. I mean, you have Buckshootum Wildlife Management Area, Dick's Wildlife Management Area, Ooh. Peasley. I mean, th- these are unbelievable turkey honey holes. I mean, Peasley is that's you know the locals know it, but that's you know that's a huge tract. And Tom P, you're burning a spot now. I'm burning a spot. Peasley Wildlife Management. It's where they stock the quail. Okay, Jimmy, you got some prime habitat there, man. Oh boy, you're right. You're right. Some big gobblers down there to be expected. Well, Jimmy, thanks for joining us on Rack and Finn, and we hope you have a successful spring season. By the way, will you get a chance to get out? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I did not get my 14A, unlike many people think, just because we work here, we don't get the permits we want. Oh, that um, is one. Jimmy, doesn't that drive you absolutely insane? I hear that all the, the time. That Any division the people, they, 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 got the, they get the cream of the crop. They get the first picks. Where do you come up with that? I wish. Yeah, that's like this. I wish. That's like, oh yeah, my uncle's friend's cousin's sister's brother-in-law saw a truck unloading coyotes. Yeah, I'm sure you heard that one. <laughs> so, <Other time. laughs> well, Jimmy, good luck, man. You take care. Thanks for joining us on Rackvins. Jimmy Sloan, Game Bird Project Thanks, Division of Fish and Wildlife. Gonna be a great turkey season. Unclaimed permits are still out there. Over the counter sales available. Jimmy, you take care, man. See you soon. All right, enjoy. See you, man. And I stand corrected. Boy, I, I I deserve a good ass beating on that one. It's been a long time since I had one of those, but it was Bob Erickson on the turkey reintroduction, not Bob Byrne. Last time I saw Bob Byrne, I think it was 94, 95, I was running a press conference breakfast for, was it Woodstream down there in Houston at the SHOT Show? I see this guy running down the hall. I say, Burns, he's Tom P. What's up? He says, you want some quail and eggs and breakfast and get a free gun and bouquet? Shit, yeah. He was on the, uh, I guess he was with some federation or something. And he came, but it was Bob Erickson on the reintroduction of the turkeys in New Jersey. Oh, my God. It's getting, it's getting there. 
Actually, my calling with my calling just absolutely sucks. Hey, you want to get uh, some some lessons in proper turkey calling? Monday, the 18th at 7 p.m., Division of Fish and Wildlife in the New Jersey State Chapter of the Wild Turkey Federation. Lou Gambale, a presidente, is going to be giving a calling seminar. I tackled Lou, if you can believe it. This big guy, he's he's like full fullbacks. No, he's more he's more like offensive tackle side. Big guy. Was able to tackle him, get him on rack and fin for a couple minutes to talk about his seminar and give it a minute to on the state uh, chapter federation, Wild Terry, and how good they're doing. Louie, thanks for joining us. What's up, brother? Good morning, my brother. It's always a pleasure, man. I love hey, you, man. At 7 p.m., Monday, the 18th. Hey. Look, what's happening? Well, hey, look, it's a magical time of the year, all right? If you if if you don't get excited about turkey season, you don't have a pulse. That's what I'm saying. Right? Oh, I mean, look, look. oh, my yeah, call just I sucks. Mean, <laughs> listen, I, I tell you, I, in my opinion, there's nothing better. But, uh, hey, look, thank you for, for, for giving us some time about this. Uh, Monday at 7, you can log in to Division. You can sign on there and register for that. And uh, what, really what it is, is it's kind of a um, little bit of a spinoff from what we did. We did some live seminars for a few years up at Batstow. And, and listeners, then, uh, it, was, it was standing room only. That was amazing, yes, Luke. it was. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, and we, we learned from that that there's a lot of folks out there that um, not only want to listen to other folks, you know, experiences and such, but they've got great questions, and it's just a great opportunity for folks not only to learn but share their ideas and such. And uh, Bob Erickson used to do it up in North Jersey, so we tried to cover both ends of the states. But, of course, then COVID hit, and yep. we got shut down with live appearances. And so we've come back. Uh, we had we did, we did a, a, a version of this last year. We had really good turnout. Right. So the division, you know, put it out again. And it's really what we'll try to accomplish on Monday is really getting at the new turkey hunter, somebody who, you know, either is just starting hunting or maybe they've been out there, but they really haven't figured out yet and, you know, how to quite tackle these great birds. And That's what he we'll said. He said that. Tips. He said that for my benefit. <laughs> That's right. That's why I said tackle. But, but look, I, I always say, back, you know, uh, bring band aids with you. A lot of times, you go home with scars. You know, <laughs> we we're going to get at the simplicity of it. And again, I, I hope nobody should take this as believe me. I by no means want to come off as a, a know it all. I've just been blessed to hunt the birds in a, in a in a bunch of states and out of the country in Mexico and. I've seen these buggers at every level, and and I've gotten beat up by them at every level. So uh, I, I, what I love about it is I, I got an opinion about every question. You know, if you give me a question, I'll tell you this: if you go hunt turkeys, and I say hunt turkeys, that means you know put yourself out and pit yourself against them. Every single hunt is going to be a different experience for every single hunter. But exactly right. With, yep. Within that are ways to. Uh, make that hunt more uh, exciting and more enjoyable and understanding that, you know, whether you get a bird or you don't get a bird, uh, you're you're literally going to live the ultimate experience by being out there with these birds at this time of the year. So that's what we're trying to accomplish with that. I, I uh, My hat's off to the division for uh, continuing to put these programs out there. 
they're really putting their best foot forward with not only with turkey hunting but a lot of other great programs too so uh mm-hmm. you know i'm actually going to a meeting today for uh the ladies mentored hunt this will be the second year right. for that last year was incredibly successful and uh i again i'm I'm, I'm excited about uh, that 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 the our federation can partner with them and uh, on, on the great great uh, programs. Taylor, we're up against a hard break. Let's give you a minute. Let's talk about the uh, wild turkey uh, chapter in New Jersey. What do you got? Well, listen, we're 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 getting we're getting bigger and stronger every day, but we need we need support. Look, simply, we've got ten thousand turkey hunters in New Jersey. We've got just shy of a thousand members in a turkey federation. Wow. What do we do? Well, yep. yeah, it, look, low-hanging fruit, right? If you're a turkey hunter, you know, I, I, I implore folks, invest $35, go online, go on YouTube, look at what we're about. We're, we're a full-scope conservation organization. So while turkeys are on the door and turkeys are on the cover of our magazine, Turkey Call, you know, we're, we're doing some phenomenal work across the country for, you know, with the U.S. Forest Service, clean water, uh, all kinds of species and habitat improvement. Right. right here in New Jersey, working with the division uh, for food plots and wildlife management areas. We've got turkey research programs cropping up all over the country, and we're partnering in every situation with the, with the divisions of fish and wildlife because we are seeing declines in the birds throughout the country. It's very concerning, mm-hmm. and, and instead of just talking about it, we're, we're going to we're putting action behind it. That's but it. action takes money. Action takes volunteers. So if you're looking for a place to, you know, come out, pitch in, you don't have to be a turkey hunter. You can just appreciate wildlife. And look, you know, we we, yeah. we we tell folks all the time: if you love wildlife, you know, we're entrusted to take care of it. So come on out and join the flock. Lou, no habitat, no hunt, no habitat, no wildlife. That's what it comes down to. That, that's right. And, and, and you know, I, I, I want to tell you, uh, a noun uh, outdoor enthusiast said something. I was in a seminar once, and a gentleman said, if, if wildlife went away tomorrow, would you miss it? I think I know what the answer is. Yep. But if humans went away tomorrow, would, would wildlife <laughs> miss us? <laughs> so, very well, very so well. As long as we're, so, yeah, so as long as we're going to hang around and pester the dickens out of them and steal all their land and asphalt all their woods, you know, how about we, along the way, balance it a little bit by just getting out there and getting involved in, you know, right in your own community, in your state, and a great way to do it is join an NWTF chapter. And if NWTF's not your bag, there's other conservation organizations. Get involved, all right? I mean, it, it, look, buying your hunting license is great, but it's not enough. That's it's it, not man. enough. I'm, I'm here to tell you, 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 you can do bigger and better things. And, and look, mentoring people, new hunters, never before has it been more valuable that experienced hunters and fisher folks, women, men and women mm-hmm. who already have the expertise to get out and help someone, kids, adults who are just getting into the great, great outdoors, you know, and we've got programs for that. We, you know, we, we can, we can help provide the baseline for you to, to, to exercise your expertise.
Okay, look. Hey, listen, go to njfishandwildlife.com to register. It's going to be Monday, this Monday at 7 p.m. Lugambali and the R3 staff lose the New Jersey State Chapter President National Wild Turkey Federation. It's going to be something. And, you know, I'll be tuned in because my calling just stinks. Lou, you take care. Hope to see you in the woods, brother. Thanks, brother. See you. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to break. Coming up, we're coming up. We got the Governor's Surf Tournament. And then... You'll hear about Gamagatsu Hook Company is now in the bait business. You hear of that first. Then we're going to hear about the Governor Surf Tournament. Grab that cup, grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Come celebrate South Jersey's largest Earth Day festival Sunday, April 24th from 10 to 4 at the ACUA's Environmental Park in Egg Harbor Township. Enjoy a day of free workshops, live entertainment, eco hay rides, live animal shows, interactive games, crafts, and more. Take a ride on the Green Jitney and tour the wind farm. The ACUA thanks all of its vendors, volunteers, and sponsors. ACUA's 30th Annual Earth Day Festival, Sunday, April 24th in Egg Harbor Township. Admission and parking are free. Visit ACUA.com. The average credit card interest rate is over 18%. But with a personal unsecured loan from First Harvest Credit Union, you can borrow between $5,000 and $30,000 with rates as low as 7.99 annual percentage rate. To apply, visit firstharvestcu.com or visit a branch by June 30th. For additional information as to costs, call 800-582-7640. Must apply by June 30th, 2022. Subject to qualifications and approval. Minimum FICO score 720. Other restrictions apply. Equal housing lender. Not long ago, I wouldn't even leave my house. Addiction had such a hold on me. I was a stranger in my own life. My sister told me about 844 Reach and J. I learned about medication that could support recovery. And it's working for me. With medication supporting my recovery, I'm moving forward. 844 Reach NJ was my first step back into life. And it feels amazing. Wonderful. Awesome. Call 844-REACH-NJ to learn about medication that can support your recovery. A message from the New Jersey Department of Human Services. At Ocean First Bank, our first thought is you. We put you first in all we do. Community banking for a century. We treat you like your family. Whatever you need, whatever you dream, let's make it a reality. More than ever, having access to your accounts from the comfort of your home is important. That's why we offer top-rated digital banking services that allow you to do things like open accounts and pay bills online, even deposit checks from your phone. Whatever you need, whatever you dream, let's make it a reality. Ocean First Bank, putting you first. 
Member FDIC. Equal housing opportunity lender. With GNF financing approved credit excludes Corvette. This just in. Right now, Ben and Chevrolet is paying a minimum $8,000 for any trade. That's, That's at, at least, least eight grand for, for any trade, running or not. Bennett is doing it again. Want eight grand for that old rotted out rat trap? Just drive it, push it, tow it to Bennett Chevrolet for a minimum eight grand towards any pre-owned vehicle in stock. Got a good trade? Well, if we're paying a minimum eight grand for total junk, imagine how much more you'll get for a good quality trade. Looking for new? There's no beating Bennett. Because unlike other dealers, we're not selling over factory sticker. And there's 0% available financing. Plus, if you're stuck in a lease, bring it to Bennett. We can get you out early. Any make, any model. And remember, Bennett will buy yours even if you don't buy ours. Stop in for a quick quote. No pressure or obligation. Because our non-commissioned sales staff is paid based on your satisfaction, not how much you spend. Find new roads at Bennett Chevrolet, Egg Harbor Township, and BennettChevy.com. The Advanced Heart Failure Team at Deborah Heart and Lung Center knows that like your vehicle, your heart has a check engine light. You may not recognize your personal warnings, like sudden weight gain, loss of appetite, swelling of your feet and ankles, or coughing and wheezing. Engage the region's leading heart team at Deborah Heart and Lung Center. Because when it's advanced heart failure and your heart's check engine light is on, expect answers and solutions. Learn more at DemandDeborah.org. Good rhythm isn't just important in music. It also matters with your heart. If your heart has trouble keeping the beat, it could signal a serious problem called arrhythmia, or AFib. Fortunately, the latest treatment options and some of the world's most skilled cardiac physicians are right here at Deborah Heart and Lung Center, in harmony with you and your doctor. So don't miss a beat. Be sure. DemandDeborah.org. Hello, I'm Atlantic City Police Department Chief James Sarkos. Over the past two years, our thoughts and conversations have continuously focused on the latest news regarding the pandemic. I'd like to ask you to do your part to end an increasing symptom of the pandemic, distracted driving. A distraction occurs every time you take your eyes off the road, your hands off the wheel, and your mind off of driving safely. Distracted driving crashes increased during the pandemic, even with fewer motorists on our roadways. While it is tempting to talk, text, or scroll through your social media to keep up with the latest news, it should never be done while operating a motor vehicle. April is Distracted Driving Awareness Month. Police departments in Atlantic County are participating in the You Drive, You Text, You Pay campaign, cracking down on distracted drivers with zero tolerance. A distraction occurs every time you take your eyes off the road, your hands off the wheel, and your mind off of driving safely. Let's all work together to ensure in healthy behaviors and put every symptom of the pandemic behind us. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, back inside Rack and Fin, ready to meet Tom P. Weekend of April 9th and 10th. Okay, enough talk about Tog, enough talk about Trout. Let's get to the bass, the largemouth kind. South Jersey offers some of the best largemouth bass fishing in the mid-Atlantic region. Know where to go. Hey, pre-spawn time is happening. If um, oh, People I spoke to said they're already seeing indications at the spawn. Maybe yeah, a little early for mine. Put a call in to Chris Smith. Principal Fisheries Biologist, New Jersey Division of Fish and Wildlife Bureau of Freshwater Fisheries. Uh, tournament bass angler, former two-time New Jersey bass angler of the year. Chris knows wherever he speaks in the field and on the water. In fact, when he's on the water, man, creates disorder on the water with those large mouths. Chris, how you doing? Thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin. How you been, bud? 
I'm doing great, Tom. Thanks for having me. Before we get going, how's Michelle, those lovely girls? Everybody's doing well. Thanks for asking. Okay, let's get to the pre-spawn tactics, Chris. What you, the very capricious weather patterns. It's friggin' freezing, then it's cold, and it's freezing, and it's raining. Sun's out. What's uh, How is this affecting bass behavior, bud? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely the spring that we've had so far over the last couple of weeks, we, have a, we had a big warm-up, big warming trend a couple of weeks ago. We actually saw some spawning activity, uh, from what I understand, and see it myself. But, uh, you know, had some text and stuff. Uh, but there was definitely a couple of bass on beds. Uh, Parvin State Park had a couple. There you go. I imagine, you know, probably Rainbow Lake probably had a couple too. But, but yeah, we had a big cold front come through. Uh, definitely dropped the water temperature back from the you know high 50s all the way down into the low 40s. So that really set things back a couple, you know, definitely set things back a little bit. So, you know, right now we had some rain. We had a lot of rain, actually. Yeah. Dirty the water up. We have high water conditions right now. But we have a warming trend, you know, here in the forecast. Things are going to get good here over the next couple of days. Getting really excited. Now, Chris, those bass that were on the beds when that water temperature jumped, and, uh, jumped rather, and then it dropped. Did they back off? Yeah, absolutely. It depends on how, you know, how committed they are to the beds. And those early fish that come up, you know, they kind of get up and they start sniffing around, start rubbing up some beds. Um, but, you know, they haven't really spawned yet. You know, they're, right. they, they, they try, they go through the motions, but they kind of know instinctually that, that it's too early and, you know, that they just shouldn't do their, they shouldn't do their thing yet. So, you know, they kind of wait, you know, those fish don't, you know, they don't spawn as quickly as the later fish will. Um, you know, they kind of will pull off. So mm -hmm. they'll probably be the first ones to pull back up, you know, here in the next couple of days. Now, Chris, this is like late winter, early spring where we have, this is the prime time, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, to catch the biggest, aka heaviest fish of the year, the egg laden females. This prime time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Coming off of the, uh, you know, when they do their fall feed into the winter as the bass, you know, bass stay pretty active all winter long, particularly when they're not even under the ice. You know, pretty popular species through ice fishing. Yep. Um, you know, they stay, they stay feeding all winter long. So, you know, they continue to put on the weight. So the transition between the late winter feeding time and the early pre-spawn, you know, when they start putting on egg mass, that is absolutely the heaviest that the fish will be all year long. Now, Chris, are they aggressive? I mean, it's not, it's not really the water temperature is not really conducive to them for metabolism for them to really be you know rocking and rolling is it a finesse situation or are those fish getting more aggressive by the day temperature goes up a degree or two and it correlates to them getting like you know hey let's kick some ass what do you think these these fish are aggressive largemouth largemouth particularly largemouth are aggressive as soon as the water gets into the high 40s high 48 to 52 degrees in the pre-spawn is a real key water temperature, you know, all over the country, particularly in this area. Mm -hmm. you know, we see fish, you know, you know, devouring, you know, big baits, you know, big giant swim baits, eight, you know, nine, ten inch long swim baits, mimicking gizzard chat, golden shiners. Uh -huh. um, you know, I mean, they, they, they like a big meal and they're super aggressive this time of year. As we get closer to the spawn, they get a little more finicky. You know, as the water temperature gets warmer, it's kind of counterintuitive to what we believe. We, we, we think that water temperature okay. is getting more, was getting warmer, fish are getting more active, but they're getting closer to the spawn. So they, their transition goes from feeding to spawning. That that's when they get a little more finicky, and that's what we're going to be working on over the next couple weeks. Okay, Chris, does finicky correlate to more finesse uh, tactics, more downsized tackle, lighter tackle, smaller baits? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think their strike zone gets a lot smaller. So places where the water remains clear, um, you know, even in your cedary, you know, South Jersey cedary colored lakes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they can be clear and still be stained with tannin stain, but they can be clear. Um, that's where some of your finesse techniques are going to come in, uh, where you have a little more stained water, uh, maybe someplace like uh, Sunset Lake over in Bridgeton or, yeah. or the Salem Canal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> High water conditions right now, a little muddy water. You know, then you're going to be able to throw more some reaction baits, spinner baits, chatter baits. You know, kind of kind of come into play a little more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Join us on the Rackfin line is Chris Smith, Principal Fisheries Biologist, Division of Fish and Wildlife's Bureau of Freshwater Fisheries, uh, tournament bass angler, former two-time New Jersey bass angler. We were talking pre-spawn bass tactics. So, Chris, where are again? It's predicated on the water, uh, the venue. I realize that. Where are guys and gals looking for bass these next week or this next week or two? Where, where, where are we targeting? This is probably, you know, particularly with the, uh, you know, with the conditions that we're, that we're dealing with right now with the rain that we just had. We had probably, you know, some areas had upwards of a couple inches of rain, right. you know, maybe mm-hmm. two, three inches of rain. Water level's high. The streams are all high for um, all of our trout streams are high right now. Um, you know, that high, dirty water with a warming trend brings fish shallow really fast. No oh. matter what time of year, whether it's fall, summer, you know, spring. High rising water brings fish to the bank, particularly in the spring when they're getting ready to spawn. So I'd say, you know, you know, most anglers are going to catch your fish in, in less than five feet of water, um, you know, close to the, you know, within a cast instance of, of the bank, um, whether you're fishing from shoreline or fishing from the boat, you know, you're, you're going to want to target the shoreline right now. Chris, weeds uh, have a role in the game now. Yeah, absolutely. Any any cover that's in a lake, uh, you know, depending on what the predominant cover is going to be, um, if it's someplace that has, you know, submerged vegetation, you know, they're going to go towards that. You know, we don't have many lakes in South Jersey that have, you know, hydro or milfoil right. or, or that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, yellow water lily or spatter dock, you know, those pads as they're first coming up. You know, in the spring, as they're just starting to break the surface, we even get a lot of spawning activity around those lily pads. So that's that's key. Finding those pad clumps. Um, anytime you have, uh, you know, lay down trees or brush, or you know, you know, even if it's a small little stick on the bank, if it's a bank that's pretty much void of cover, yeah. that seems to be mm-hmm. that'll be the key area to target. Okay, Chris. Here's the deal. Now, water clears up. Uh, water the water table lowers. What? Give me some. Uh, give me three or four of your top baits, top tags that you're going to use for the shallow water largemouth at this stage of the game. You know, definitely as the water's clearing up, you know, you can't beat a wacky, you know, a wacky rig worm. You know, whether it's a Senko or any other brand, you know, weightless, you mm-hmm. know, stick worm. Um, you know, definitely a, a great bait. You know, whether it's Texas rig, wacky rig, you know, with a weight, without a weight. Um, it's a, it's just a great technique in the yep. spring, um, particularly when they have a real strong, uh, small strike zone um, and they're a little finicky. Great little subtle bait that you know that works pretty much dirty water, clear water. It works everywhere. Um, you know those probably those little more aggressive fish sometimes early morning hours. Um, you can still catch a couple fish on a crankbait, chatterbait, you know mm-hmm. spinnerbait. Um, you know, before they go on the beds, you know, once they go on the beds, they get a little, you know, a little more finicky, like I said, and, you know, creature baits, you know, right. like a, a, a beaver or something like that, right. you know, but we'll come in. Okay. I guess you turned me on a couple of years ago, this Ned rig thing, uh, early season, I'm finding that, whoa, <laughs> they, yes. I love the it. Ned, that, the man. Ned, 
the Ned's a great technique, you know, cold, particularly cold water, yep. uh, cold water, you know, early, early fall, you know, all the way through the, uh, you know, through the winter, um, you know, when they go into a little bit deeper areas, they they don't, you know, they're not really active. They're not moving a lot, you know, and, and, and even when you know exactly where they're sitting, you know, in deep holes, maybe along like some pilings or a bulkhead or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, the Ned's a great finesse yep. technique. Okay, Chris, yeah. before I let you go, uh, give us three or four of your, your prime South Jersey waters right now, next couple of weeks, four to pre-spawn large, getting, targeting that biggest fish of the season. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, over the years, I've, I've kind of thrown out the, you know, stunt, you know, a lot of the same places, but, you know, right now we're seeing, uh, you know, some of my favorites are, are, you know, the fisheries are doing really well right now. Yep. Um, I'm seeing some pictures of some really big fish being caught from, you know, from a number of these places, places like Parvin State Park, as I already mentioned. Yeah. Great place. Bass, six, seven pounders are being caught, you know, all through last fall, you know, big swim baits, you know, the fitness techniques like the Ned. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, definitely over the next week or so, you know, somebody's going to catch a seven or eight pounder again, you know, probably, you know, pre-spawn or spawning, um, you know, at that right. lake. Um, the DOD Lake, you know, one of our other wildlife yeah. management areas. Other um, Patrick Town. Great, yeah, 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 that's that would be another key place. Um, the Salem Canal, we've already had some tournaments, you know, tournament results coming in. We're hearing about a lot of a lot a good couple year classes of fish that are coming up at the Salem Canal. Right now some small fish, but looks good for the future, and some big fish are being caught. So that's another one I'd target. Um Rainbow Lake. Um, one of our WMAs. Right. Um, again, some good results coming out of there. Um, over in Atlantic County, I'd say maybe Lake Lenape. I think there was a bass over six, six and a half pounds that was caught Just in the last couple of weeks in a tournament. Yep. And then I'm going to round, I'm going to round it out with my favorite, you know, my favorite lake, South Jersey, Union Lake. I mean, it's our there biggest it lake at 898 acres. Definitely my favorite lake that I fish, uh, you know, regularly. Um, and I think that one's got the real potential for uh, for a big one this year, too. Well, well, on top of those smallmouth, you yeah. know, as an added bonus. Oh, uh, well, Chris, well, hats off to you, the division of the Bureau, especially just making South Jersey, all of all New Jersey, really, but South Jersey is a destination place for quality largemouth bass fishing, Chris. I swear by it. You know me, Chris, I get up and down the state, and I, oh, I Union in particular, Chris, uh, Lenape in particular, right there at Mays Landing. Listen, it's a great place. What gets me, oh, Chris, I, have to, I know we're up against heartbreak here. I got over there. Okay, come on. That parvin, that's what, six, maybe seven feet of the deepest, how that keeps, mm-hmm. also Assenpink, well, a lot bigger, but how it keeps producing quality fish like that is amazing. Yeah, I mean, just a you know a testament to our you know our quality stocking programs yep. that we do that we have for supplementing you know we supplement you know some of our largemouth bass natural reproduction with some additional stocking you know every few years we put some additional fish in there the trophy bass regulations that we have in place and the conservation ethic of a lot of our anglers right. of you know you know releasing those fish um, you yep. know definitely you know. You can harvest when you want, um, but definitely getting, you know, taking care of those fish during tournaments uh, and getting them back yep. in the water safely um, is, is definitely key. Bass fishing, South Jersey, firing in all cylinders, people. Okay, Chris, you take care, man. See you in the water, brother. All right. Take Thank care. You. Trout, what trout? I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm like a pinball in the studio. Okay, be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. 
News. I'm Carmen Roberts. Russian missiles flying in Ukraine this morning. The mayors of Kiev and Lviv report airstrikes, but no immediate word on damage or casualties. Meantime, Ukraine says it needs more weapons. The Ukrainian foreign minister tells Fox News that right now, Ukraine is in critical need of rocket launcher systems and tanks. They're asking the Pentagon for more. And Fox News spoke one-on-one with a Ukrainian fighter pilot. He says Ukraine needs many more fighter jets. Fox's Matt Fenn in Lviv. The South hit with more severe weather last night. We had a long-tracked, long-lived supercell that basically moved from Missouri-Arkansas border and tracked east-southeast across north-central into northeast Arkansas, and it produced a substantial swath of significant large hail, as well as reports of tornado damage. Meteorologist Jerry Gra- Jeremy Grams of the National Weather Service, America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Rather cloudy skies today, a passing shower this afternoon, high 68. A shower in the area this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy skies tonight, low 44. Tomorrow, Easter Sunday, partly sunny skies, breezy, cooler, high 54. It'll be cool Monday with sunshine and areas of high clouds of the morning, then periods of rain in the afternoon with a high of 53. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Okay, just real again, anyone who wasn't aware, they were, you know, in Siberia some of the time. Here at the Fluke Reg season, May 2nd to September 27th, is 149 days. Two fish at 17 to 17.99 and one 18 inches or greater. For the uh, Island Beach State Park is two at 16 inches from the surf only, and Delaware Bay remains three at 17. For the sea bass, okay, uniform 13-inch size across the board of the various seasons. And here we go, May 17th to June 19, 10 fish. July 1st to August 31st, two fish. October 7th to the 26th, 10 fish. And November 1st to New Year's Eve, 15 fish. Hey, but back to Island Beach State Park. Mark your calendars. Sunday, May 15th, the 30th. 31st annual Governor's Surf Tournament will take place. That's going to be a great time. Hopefully all the stars align. The bluefish are coming up the beach. The bass will be all over the beach. Have a lot of stuff going on. Joe's online right now is Karen Burns. She's a biologist, Division of Fish and Wildlife, Bureau of Information and Education. She's going to key you in on the 31st annual Governor's Surf Tournament. The rules, regs, it's going to be a lot of fun. Some great prizes. And register early and save a few dollars. Karen Burns, thanks for joining us at Rack and Finn, young lady. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, fire it up for the governor's search. Karen, I told you earlier, we, we spoke off, off the air earlier, uh, listeners, and I told Karen way, way back when I went to a mailbox, a little town I was living in, opened up, okay, it was P.O. Box 1183. That's all I'm divulging. And I get this press release from the state division of fish and wildlife said, governor's, inaugural governor's surf tournament. I said, what? Read it through and I said, wow. 31 years later, it is building up and going strong, bigger than ever. Karen, congratulations. This is a super event. It is, and we're excited. And we're excited. Fluke's going to be an eligible species this year. Yep. Okay, listen. In fact, speaking of eligible species, you have black drum at 16 inches, bluefish 14 inches, kingfish 10 inches, red drum 18 to 27. That's a slot. And yes, red, people say, oh, the climate change. But I see the redfish are coming up. There are southern species. Wrong. 
Ocean <laughs> City used to be considered the redfish capital of the mid-Atlantic region. Ocean City, New Jersey, people, not Ocean City, Maryland. You have your striper at 28 to less than 38 inches and weak fish 13 inches. But, Karen, let's get into the, the entry fee, the date to enter, save some money. What's the dealio? Go. So if you register before April 22nd, you will save $5 on adult registration fees. It's only $15 to register. Um, after April 22nd, we will have in-person registration the day of the tournament. We're there at 5 a.m. and registration fees for adults is $20. Okay. Teams are 5, 12 and under free. Okay, now that's going to be at Pavilion 1, correct? Correct. Okay, now Karen, go into the fishing schedule itself. What, what's uh, what's happening? When can you get those lines in the water? So you, fishing starts at 6.30 a.m. and it goes until 1 o'clock p.m. We have judges up and down the beach who will be there to measure any fish you catch. And then right after that, we'll have a raffle drawing from 1.30 to 2 o'clock. We have lots of prizes, Woo. tackle, bait, yeah. lots of good stuff. And then we have our award ceremony at 2 o'clock for the largest fish in the various categories. And you get a nice rod and reel combo. Now, you, is your, is your name on a trophy or something? What's the dealio with that? So the person who wins the Governor's Cup, you will get your name on a on the Governor's Cup, which is at Island Beach State Park, along with the fish you call and its size. Now, listen, here's an early incentive. Get registered early. You still have a week to save the money, but you save on the adult registration fee naturally. You're eligible for additional raffle prizes donated from local bait and tackle shops, and you're avoiding the delay. You're able to, right, Karen? You're allowed to go right to the beach, correct? Instead of having yep, to stop. You and can set up that night, pick your spot. You can go right to the beach. You don't have to stop at Bathing Beach Area 1, where sometimes we get a little congested with everyone registering that morning so it's it's really great we have some great prizes this year some gift baskets were donated yep some uh rod and reel combos as well were donated so should have some nice prizes for early entry Karen from tom P's corner will, will the concession stand be open <laughs> the concession stand will be open they'll be there they'll have coffee they'll have some breakfast items as well as lunch items that day. Okay, join us on the Rack and Fin line is Karen Burns. She's a biologist, Division of Fish and Wildlife Bureau of Information and Education. We're talking to Governor's 31st Annual Surf Tournament. It's going to be Sunday, May 15th. I'd like to get into the history a little bit. I mean, 31 years. This is a hell of a long-running tournament, and it gets seems to get more successful, again, weather permitting, although I remember it was at one tournament. It, Karen, it had to be blowing 40 straight east. I, and, was, uh, I think I, I was there that day, yeah, too. <laughs> and I remember, okay, I had a six or seven, so about a four or five, I was on a casting. It's going straight up in the air. I, after, yeah. uh, by 11 o'clock, I said, said to me, my lovely Demir, we're done. How ironic. We get up to the, we're going up the parkway north. We get to mile marker 105, and the skies turn blue. All the clouds were along the beach. And she said, that's because they knew you were fishing that day. That was, <laughs> that was a tough day. But the, the history, Karen, go into the planning or whatever. This, this is a monster event. Right. So originally the tournament was um, started in 1991 and it was an effort to bring awareness to um, the governor and state legislators in the state of the importance of recreational saltwater angling in New Jersey, as well as our marine resources. And we felt if you can get a large enough group of people there and show, you know, those who are making policy decisions, look how many people you know, use this resource, they'll see the importance of it. How are signups going so far for this year? So far, so good. We're right on target. We have over uh, 250 people registered so far. And Whoa! probably in the next week or so, we'll get another 100. <laughs> 
Well, close to, I, I would say close to 400. Again, people usually wait till the weather. Karen, I know I do this all the time going on the boats. I'm waiting till the very last minute to see what the weather's going to be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you hit 400 or better. Yes. Yeah. Typically, we have around like 400, 500 people who participate in the tournament. Karen, uh, uh, just from, from my end of things now, strictly from the beach because you have the bay right behind you. What's the deal? Nope, we're only on the ocean side, so it is true surf fishing, and it's just ocean side that we allow fishing. Are there any any terminal tackle uh, restrictions or anything? You're allowed terminal tackles limited to two hooks. Um, a plug does count as a hook, and individuals are allowed to have two rods to fish. Okay, now, again, this has happened from time to time. Bite goes crazy. Now, what's the what's the situation? You're allowed to weigh in only one fish? Or measure one fish? Uh, nope. You, you're, we recommend that the first fish you catch, you should definitely have it measured by a judge. And then after that, if you catch a different species or a larger fish, measure those in. Now, you'll have judges going up and down the beach. But if the person catches one, I mean, it can't be walking around. They have to. It has to be measured right where they caught it, correct? Correct. Okay. Now, what about the circle hooks? Now, you're, you're just out there. The chance of a striper come along. So... If you're hanging a clamless or a bloodworm or a sandworm, you need the circle, the inline circle hook, correct? That is correct. If you're targeting a straight bass, you need to have a circle hook. Okay, Karen. But Karen, the great thing I noticed about this, we're up against a hard breaker. If you're sorry, I can have Karen on for hours. But uh, besides the, you know, the hardcore surf people that fish this, and they're, they're a hardcore surf tournament guys. They they live for this. I the times I've been here. I notice a lot of families. It's 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 really like a family-oriented thing, correct? Correct. We like to encourage family fishing, bring your friends. Um, as we said, 12 and under, kids are free, so you can just enter the kids in and have a nice day of fishing with them. Yeah, listen, if you register online, there will be a, a corresponding fee, correct? There is. There are some fees associated with online registration. Okay, so for early registration via snail mail or however, you still have a week to save on the money, be eligible for additional prizes. What's the address and stuff, Karen? Go. Uh, P.O. Box 418 and Port Republic, New Jersey, 08241. And make the check or money out uh, money order out to who? Uh, the Governor's Surf Fishing Tournament. Okay, and a phone number? Anyone has any questions? 609-748-4347, and that's my number. Karen, so they can call me. Karen Byrne, as always, a pleasure to have you on Rackerfin. Hope to see you Sunday, May 15th. Listeners, 31st annual. It's going to be a super event. Hey, rain or shine. That's why I can say this. That's why God created frog togs, rainwear. You have it. Don't worry about it. It's going to be a super time. Register early. Save the money. You're eligible for other prizes. And the most important thing, you get right to the water's edge and, you know, start the fish at 630. Instead of being caught, there's always a line. You're going to get caught in a line as fast as they try to process things. Do it early. Avoid the wait. Karen, thanks for joining us. Hope to see you there. Thank you so much. Catch you later. Bye. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. 
South Jersey's talk station. And that'll do it for this week on a Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Get out there on the water and enjoy. Place it now. You're going to hear it now right here. I bet this week the first bluefish show, and I bet the first week fish show. Give it to maybe Wednesday, Thursday. Check your local tackle shops for some fishing reports. Again, get out there and enjoy. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders and law enforcement. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio.